Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock and Bo. We have a loaded show for you on this Wednesday ahead of Week 18, Cards at Niners. And it starts with a report that just came out in the last hour. What can you tell us? Yeah, what we've got right now from OutKick.com, a sports site, obviously not one that's synonymous with covering the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury, Kyler Murray, but it is a legit site, is reporting that Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals, the regular season finale, will be Cliff Kingsbury's last. This is uh, from OutKick's Armando Salguero, Cliff Kingsbury not resigning, going with the ESPN report from Josh Weinfist and Jeremy Fowler. Quote, he's thinking about he's because he's not walking away from his guaranteed salary that runs through 2027. But Kingsbury will be out, but will certainly be fired the day after the regular season finale. NFL sources have told out kick, quote, it's kind of an open secret at this point. One source said Kingsbury's had disagreements with quarterback Kyler Murray at times this season. He's been unable to make enough of a difference to get his team over the hump. In four losses of three points or less, Kingsbury may not be alone. GM Steve Kime two weeks ago stepped away on an indefinite period, citing health reasons. Multiple reports have suggested this soon would be made permanent, although no no source confirmed this to OutKick. That's something that we've been speculating as well, but this report from OutKick, and it has sources saying there's sources within the organization saying just like, you know, Sean Payton, it's the worst kept secret in the league that he's going back to the saints. It's a bad secret to keep that cliff Kingsbury's days with the Arizona Cardinals are numbered. If you are not subscribed to PHNX sports on YouTube, I want you to smash that subscribe button. Click that like button. Bo and I are going to keep it locked in as we continue to cover the final potential final days of cliff cliff Kingsbury as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals And I think this is all something that we expected, but until it happens, none of us will believe it's real. You know, the Cardinals, when they fired Steve Wilkes, they did it Monday morning. So I think a lot of people, including myself, you know, maybe there's an inclination, we'll just do it Sunday night. It feels like that that is not likely. What feels like is going to happen is Michael Bidwell is going to give Cliff Kingsbury his final moment with his team, with his players that do have his respect, give him a chance to lead them through the tunnel one more time, come Monday morning, Clean slate, not mm-hmm. business as usual over at Tempe, uh, the Cardinals uh, headquarters, and and make a change. And really, it's the right decision. But again, until it's made official, we just we don't know. But this report, I mean, we're at the point now, Bo Brock, between the ESPN article, which paints tries to paint Cliff Kingsbury per the sources, not you know guys like Josh Weinfuss and company who did a great job putting together the article. But the sources were very pro Cliff Kingsbury, saying mm-hmm. I didn't have enough resources to, to succeed. Nobody's done enough for me. I've had to look at me. I've had to deal with all these problems. I never thought that was going to sit well with Michael Bidwell. So maybe Cliff has been fired for the last two months. Maybe that was something that put it over the top for Michael Bidwell. Let me ask you this. I, I thought that one line in particular in the in the report was interesting. Worst kept secret in the NFL. Well, mm-hmm. if that's the case and you're watching Carolina and Denver be proactive and looking for their next head coach now, why isn't Michael Bidwell doing something about it? Or do you think he is behind the scenes kind of working the phones, hopefully, to get the right guy in here come January? Yeah, I mean, it's a great question. I mean, as far as what he's doing, I, I, we can only speculate. And, and I don't know. I mean, you have to take this report with a grain of salt. Like I said, as far yeah. as the guy, the reporter that wrote the story, 
I haven't seen him involved in this organization all season long. What's his name again? One more time, Bo. Armando Seguero, okay. uh, reporter for Outkick.com. Outkick the coverage, Clay Travis's site. Um, are, are they just taking, making an educated guess? Because who's been atop all the – it's the betting favorite almost for half the season as the next coach to be fired. It's Cliff Kingsbury. Could they just be taking a shot in the dark, an educated guess, you know, looking at the writing on the wall – that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be uh, giving his walking papers come Black Monday and just trying to get ahead of it, maybe you know do exactly what we're doing and talking about their site with because right now that's the only outlet that's reporting this. But you know, you and I have been talking like there, it's life after Cliff Kingsbury come Monday morning, right? I mean, right. it would it would be a brutal blow to this fan base if the Cardinals and Michael Bidwell decide to retain Cliff Kingsbury. And move with the status quo, and and, and like whose heads are going to roll after a four and thirteen season potentially? I mean, that would be, that would just be a, a, a brutal blow, like I said, to this fan base, and it's it's unacceptable. Um, I mean, you look back at how things have unfolded and who got extended, you know, last February at the scouting combine, Kime and Kingsbury before the Kyler Murray extension. I mean, it's yeah, it's just been uh, just error after error made by this organization and Michael Bidwell in betting on these guys. It's like, you can't do this anymore. You can't, it's the definition of insanity as far as this organization goes. So I don't know if this report was just basically, Hey, we're just going to throw this dart at the board and see if it lands because probably more than likely we're going to be right. Brian in the chat brings up a good point. I mean, how much of this is optics? You extended cliff and now you have to fire him. Do you want to fire him? one year into his contract or not even. And then you think about the hard knocks factor where it's like, do you, do you want to put on that charade? Maybe Michael Bidwell feels like and not moving off of cliff. Now he's not losing that much time. I hope that's the case, but I'm very, I don't know. Just, I, I I'm concerned because this Cardinal regime under bit under the Bidwells have been so slow to hire new GMs and head coaches in the past. They are usually Fast forward to January, one of the last teams to fill a vacancy. Yeah, That does not make me feel good that if you're just keeping Cliff Kingsbury around for optics, are you concerned about falling behind? Maybe not. We've talked about it you know, at nauseum, the tiers of what looks like are going to be the openings around the NFL. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, try to be as unbiased as we can. The Cardinals right now are one of the most, if not the most appealing jobs. I mean, with all due respect to Houston, Indianapolis, what's going on in Denver, you know, I, I feel like the Cardinals are in the upper tier of where destination city, quarterback, some cap flexibility, top four to three draft pick. But again, I, I got to see a sense of urgency from Bill or excuse me, Michael Bidwell that we've never seen before. But and we're going to find out if he's capable of that. If, if you're a, a coach that's in high demand, if you're a coaching candidate in high, high demand, I think you can appreciate their non knee jerk reaction to this brutal season right i yeah. mean we've seen it right we, and, and i think that's what the the organization wants to portray that's why they hated you know firing steve wilkes after just one season and why i think they're riding cliff kingsbury all the way until the bitter end is because they want to show that hey we're not if, if things go awry we're going to give you the opportunity to fix it we're not right. just going to be knee-jerk reactionary here and send you packing as soon as things go south and that's yeah. got to be appealing to a, a head coach to say, hey, if, if I, I don't want to be in a lose-lose situation where Kingsbury has shown, regardless of what you think about the guy, progress each and every season until this season. You know, he goes from taking the 2018 team, a two-win improvement, 
a two-win improvement after that. They go five wins, eight wins, 11 wins, a playoff appearance, and then the first sign of adversity for the most part. Uh, and, and you say, okay, you're done in the middle of the, middle of the season. I think that would probably have some coaching candidates kind of pause in their interest as far as the organization. Just let Cliff take this thing to the finish line in the 2022-2023 season. And you really aren't. A smart coaching candidate is going to realize that in in order to kind of maximize their earning potential, they'll they'll talk to every organization. They'll create a bidding war. And it's not in their best interest to just go to Carolina because they want to go to Carolina or go to Denver because they want to go to Denver. No, you go and you say, hey, I talked to the Arizona Cardinals. They want me really badly. What are you going to do? How are you going to kind of spruce this deal up? Because otherwise, it's just be, it's bad business. I don't think any coach wants to be in, the, in bad business as far as negotiating their contract. Yeah, and I think you can look at extenuating circumstances and say, well, Kime, he's, at, he's MIA, right? We don't know what's going on with him. The injuries have piled up, blah, blah, blah. They have been unwatchable at times this year. Yeah. They had Kyler Murray, and they were three and seven with him in the lineup. And I don't think all under five hundred seasons are created equal. I don't think you can just look at the record and say, "Well, Cliff got fired because he went four and thirteen." Potentially, I think to your point, Bo, the collapse down the stretch, the locker room, the lack of innovation offensively, the regression from Kyler Murray. I mean, Michael is going to have to sit up to the media come Monday or whenever he has his press conference and explain why he decided to give a contract extension to two gentlemen in February, March, and subsequently fire them however many months later. And he's yeah. got to own that. And that's going to be a very difficult scene to paint. And you're going to have to turn around quickly to be able to right that ship. But I think the fan base, if you get the sense on the Twitter streets and our chat, certainly will appreciate the honesty from Michael Bidwell. So I don't think he has to be concerned with the blowback of just saying, hey, guys, yeah. we thought we had the right people here. Turns out there was a shelf life on this regime that's expired now. We need to move forward in the new era of Cardinal football, and I'm committed to get it right. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I mean, I, I like, I'd love to think that Bidwell's going to sit up there, and you know, I'm curious to see if he goes up, if it happens by himself, because in the past it's been him and Kime. I mean, they've been there and they've been fielding questions together, right, hand in hand, like they're Thelma and Louise about to drive the convertible <laughs> off the off the cliff there. Uh, but I mean, this would be probably, is he going to have Adrian Wilson and Quentin Harris up there? Are they going to be guys that are going to be part of this, this search? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, and then to say like, is he going to take his medicine? Like I've seen this before. I've seen, this has happened before Steve Wilkes, you know, it's very similar. I mean, it's an extension versus hiring, uh, where they said they, they owned up to their mistake and said, they're going to hold themselves responsible and accountable and then here we are, you know, four years later, like and, and a lot of the same mistakes were made as far as picking the people to, to run your organization and make the important decisions. So I, I'll believe it when I see it. And then also I'll take it with a grain of salt, just like I'll take kind of this report with a grain of salt, because today at the facility, Johnny, I'm, you know, we're, Cliff Kingsbury is holding court, fielding questions about the team going into its final week, fielding questions about shutting down key veterans and, and yeah. Tyler Murray's future. And he continues to talk like he's going to be there for all of this. Now, I don't I, now I'm sure it's, it's he's he's it was asked today, you know, what's your relationship been like recently with owner Michael Bidwell? And he said it's 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 been great. It's been the same as it's been. Uh, we talk every day and he doesn't notice anything different. Now, I wouldn't I would anticipate like if anybody's been laid off before, if anybody's been fired before, I mean, very rarely do 
Do you see the writing on the wall and the conversations you're having with the person that shit cans you? Are they going to let the cat out of the bag? They're playing it close to the vest. So uh, it, it's just interesting to me to see him operate or to see someone operate when it seems like they're in the final days of their employment. I'm going to push back on the notion that we could, eh, I mean, yes, it's the Cardinals. Anything could happen. If Adrian Wilson and or Quentin Harris are both elevated to co-GMs or co-pre, whatever they want to do, and that happens Monday, that to me, I don't know how seriously I can take this head coaching search. If they've already anointed two internal candidates before really the scope of we're going to move off of time and now we're going to look and we're going to be aggressive, that tells me uh, that we're just kind of, it's business as usual and we're going to look for a new head coach on our time. I that's, don't think you, that's I don't what think Cliff you, said as far as him and his relationship with Biz, with Bidwell business as usual. And it, yeah, that, that should cause you to be concerned as well. I mean, it's just, it's I don't very wanna, interesting. And, and I, I just say that, you know, Harris and a dubs potential or uh, interview you know, them, go through the process. Yeah. They should be placeholders, right? They should right. be placeholders. They should have a, a legit, opportunity to earn their spot but i think it's as far as just kind of creating a, a ranking here or a hierarchy as far as you know who's going to make the decisions going forward i think you start with who's your next head coach because if it's sean payton and he wants right. all the power you start there and then you let him he's like hey you want to work in concert with somebody if you want to collaborate with somebody you want to put somebody in a position that you trust the gm position and it's nothing against a dub or quentin harris but you want your guy then go do it. That's going to well, be part of the deal. And remember what uh, Michael Bidwell did back in, what was it, 2012 in lieu of 2013. Now, I know he didn't fire Rod Graves until Black Monday, but Kime had to go through the interview process. I think Kime went and did a GM interview elsewhere, and then the Cardinals eventually hired Steve Kime. So Kime was not yeah. anointed and appointed right away, right after Rod Graves was fired. And I can't remember if the Rooney Rule was instituted at that time or not. But he was not – Kime wasn't just next to Bidwell. That was, was the last – that wasn't the – net. well, that was the last time that he we went on a date, Bidwell right? by, He by went himself, on a date, right? got old Mike Bidwell field. jealous, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> we all same know that thing, game. It's the same thing Kurt Warner did to get a new contract after taking the Cardinals to the Super Bowl. Right. He took a visit with San Francisco. I, I will be thoroughly disappointed, and I have no issue I, – I don't want to say no issue. I'm fine if they want to hire Adrian Wilson or Quentin Harris as the GM. I want them to go look, though, at what else is out there. If they promote from within, if they fire Kime, they promote from within same day, That that's going to leave a lot of fans saying, we'll just, we're going to get more of the same because you're not serious about changing the culture. Go out there and see what else is out there. It's like playing the field, right? If you have a high school girlfriend, right, and you're like, okay, we're going we're gonna to take a hot minute. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to see mm -hmm. what else is out there. And then you guys both come back on summer break, and, you know, maybe somebody's got, you know, a new <laughs> – side piece or main squeeze or whatever but sometimes you come back and nobody found anything and it's like oh i have right. the best option at home i you know i can i can uh, you know hitch my wagon to my high school sweetheart right if michael wants to do that that's fine but you have to go out and play the field first because you know could be that you know that co-ed and and biochem or whatever that you know might might get you going a little bit so let's yeah. go and find that person something new Something yep. fresh, you know, That's some right. good ideas. So <laughs> this organization needs or yeah. young Johnny Venerable needs, you know? <laughs> That's what I, I need that. I need that. I want to know in all seriousness. That Make you feel alive again. Right. That they're proactive. <laughs> like, are you proactive or are you reactive? Like, oh, man, you know, Kime, what's going on? 
all right, guys, we're just going to elevate everybody. We're just, right. no, no, no. That's what good franchises do that have success. The Packers can do that, right? Mm-hmm. The Patriots of old can do that. The Steelers, you're allowed the to elevate the Ravens from yeah. within. The Cardinals, 4-13, and 13, with the most embarrassing season off the field in recent memory. You can't tout your infrastructure and say, plug and play. And I love A-Dub. Right. And if he gets the job, awesome. But let's, come on now. At least have a couple of meetings, have a cup of coffee with some other people, see what else is going on. Yeah, that's raising banners for shit that means nothing, right? Yeah. I mean, that that's pat that's kind of you know patting yourself on the back for really doing nothing. Everybody just it's it's just a field day that's right an, now. That's chat. not a new analogy. That's, a, that's <laughs> an analogy a lot of people do. Johnny about to get a pan across the head. Hilarious uh, for my guy Joel in the in the chat. Keep up coming. Uh, Matthew Burgess saying, LOL, bye-bye, Cliffy, as we continue to talk about this report but from OutKick. Bo, like, you see this report, and you you brought this up to me many, many times. In what scenario has this paralleled where the coach wouldn't be fired? All of these arrows, shit, since, like, the first week of October, he's been the number one coach to be fired on all the draft sites that take odds. Yeah. Yep, you probably can't get – I know you can't get even money. The last time we saw it was, like, minus 700 that he would be fired. Which means you have to put down seven hundred to get a hundred. Yeah. That's Bama Sanford type betting that right is. there. That is, but there's all Michigan, Appalachian State once upon a time. <laughs> so we just we got to be careful. But I I I can't think of anything. I have tried to think of something that paralleled this situation, and was somebody keeping their job, and I just yeah. can't. I, I can't in recent history. I really can't remember somebody that was such an overwhelming underdog to keep their position and who has produced so little recently that that had a leg to stand on and and that an organization would be bold enough to have the yeah. balls to do that. I mean, you would have to have some uh, like to take away from Tyreek Hill about his head coach Mike McDaniel, you'd have to have a a wheelbarrow to to carry those balls around. Like they would they would have to be massive. It's yeah. it, they would be insane. Uh and then I think that's you know, according, uh, you know, as far as this, it's sourced, you know, as far as what OutKick is saying. And even if it's an educated guess, I think it's a good guess. I, I think that the, what we've been talking about on, on this podcast, you know, for the last couple of weeks about Sean Payton and Jim Harbaugh, maybe we'll get to Harbaugh a little bit later, uh, is is life after Cliff Kingsbury. Once, once Black Monday hits and it's less than a week away, this organization is pivoting. It's it, as far as its leadership it's changing directions. My guy, uh, White NFL one two one. I'm gonna give him a shout out on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, Salgura, I, and I forgot about this. He follows me on Twitter. He is a former beat reporter for the Miami Dolphins. So he's a, okay. he's a real reporter. Once upon a time, and he's been hired by Outkick. I think he works for Fox Sports from time to time. Uh, he does a lot of the written content. It's probably why you don't see him on air a whole lot. But he's from. I remember when he used to write. For, I think the Miami Herald once upon a time. Yeah. So. I'm not um, trying to poop you there. No, he's a real, he's a yeah. real journalist, almost a hundred thousand followers. Like for sure. This this is a legitimate report. And I think that we we do have to be careful. I had a black money now with the Cardinals, but all now the blue check marks are running wild, right? On Twitter, what we can believe is real and not. But man, you put in a line like that's the worst kept secret in the NFL. I mean, it just it makes you think like, yeah, that's it's 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 a done deal. If it's felt like that though, right? And it's it's interesting to finally start to see the reports, and and we kind of like obviously we're thinking about you know what we're going to talk about ahead of time, right? And, and mm-hmm. kind of be prepared for it. 
come, you know, the final whistle blowing on Sunday where they're 14 and a half point underdogs to the, to the 49ers and looking at the injury report, you think that that's general. I mean, that's maybe conservative yeah. uh, 14 and a half points, but it, as far as, you know, it, it's coming, right? It's, it's winter is coming. So it's inevitable at this point. And we're, we're nearing that date. And this is the first like legit, you know, report that first domino. It, it, indeed is coming. Yeah. It's the first domino. You can't get odds on an underdog fantasy, but you can do a lot of other fun stuff. If your year-long fantasy league was a buzz like mine, like Bo's, dabble on underdog fantasy. It does daily fantasy different. I'm stiff-arming yearly fantasy. I'm going exclusive underdog fantasy against five of my buddies. The highest-scoring squad wins that cold, hard cash. And get this, year-long fantasy, that's over with the postseason, not daily fantasy for underdog fantasy. Draft up to six NBA players, no positional limits. You can draft postseason players for the NFL like, you know, it's like Will Aaron Rodgers, for instance, the Sunday night hit the higher in passing yards or the lower against the Detroit Lions. You can double down. Will Brock Purdy have multiple turnovers, lower the turnover number against whomever they play, the New York Giants in the first round. Whatever you want to do, whatever combination you see fit, you can do it on Underdog Fantasy. It's so easy, Bo, to get started. All you got to do, go to underdogfantasy.com, download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this. Underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. So you put in 100 boom. You get a free 100 to spend however you want. Underdog Fantasy Boat. Get in on the action today. Yeah, what's the higher going to be on David Blau completions or you know higher lower on David Blau passing yards and passing tutties? I know you want to yeah. get in on that action. You want to yeah. feel alive. You want to feel alive as you did back when that co-ed and organic chemistry was in your life. You want to turn back the clock, you can find get that rush again as well. Joining us in the inaugural PHNX Tea Party presented by Four Peaks at Dobson Ranch Golf Course. You don't want to miss this one a week from tomorrow, Friday, January 13th, 5.30. You got to join us because we've got some great things going on. We're renting out the entire driving range. Come hang with that big drive energy, the PHNX crew. You'll be hanging out with the fellow diehards. You can save some cash as you're a diehard at night at golf, free food, drinks, contest prizes, and more, including Suns Watch Party with our friends over the PHNX Suns. The crew's going to be hosting a watch party. Suns T-Wolves, Four Peaks will be out there providing beer samples and swag. Can't go wrong. Check the link in the description. Reserve your spot right now. And for you diehards, check your Discord out for that special link where you'll save 20% on this awesome event. It's the PHNX Tea Party Brought to you by our friends over at Four Peaks. Well, let's talk about what I thought we were going to leave the show with today, and that is the news that DeAndre Hopkins is officially out. He is out, kaput, not playing this Sunday at Santa Clara against the 49ers with that kind of nagging knee injury, which begs the question, Bo Brock, and you had a chance to speak with Cliff today. Has DeAndre Hopkins, with a $30 million cap hit next year, over 30 years old, missed time each of the last two seasons, is 2022 the last year we're going to see D-Hop as a member of the Arizona Cardinals? I mean, if it's because the Arizona Cardinals are going to deal him, they're not doing themselves any favors with this, uh, you know, if, if it is a smokescreen or if, if he's legitimately having, you know, his surgically repaired knee uh, bother him at, you know, going to be 31 years old, huge cap hit. You know, if you are going to look or explore in dealing him, this this is not a good way to go about it. So, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, D Hop is the consummate professional. He's not going to be a guy that's going to publicly, you know, show that he's 
upset. I mean, obviously he's going to look visibly upset when he's not getting the rock on the field. And yeah. you're not going to have to see that for a second straight week because he's got a four string quarterback in there. But yeah, I mean, I, this is, this is a, the turning point in this organization and, you know, a 31 year old wide receiver who's got the cap hit that Deandre Hopkins has. I mean, that's part of exploring all your options. So I, I don't think it's unfair to talk about life after D hop either. Uh, if you can get some sort of, uh, something in return, but also, you know, he's under contract through 2024 as yep. far as would he have to figure out, you know, what his cap or his salary, his contract's going to look like in order to pull off a deal to where the Cardinals aren't absorbing a ton of dead money or, you know, another team, whatever team is making the offer is going to be put in, not saddled with too much, you know, uh, financial hardship. You know, you got to figure out what works best. And if holding on to him, like right now, it's not the worst thing either. So no. I'm not, I'm not, you know, split. I'm not feeling, you know, convicted either way as far as what to do with DeAndre Hopkins. It's just a, it's just a rough way to end the season uh, for DeAndre Hopkins to, without a major injury, not see the playing field. It, it's, it just seems like if you want to follow the tea leaves, it might lead to divorce. I think we're both on the mindset of 50-50, either or could happen, but the Cardinals are going to put themselves in a position you would hope to unload his salary because they need his salary because they don't, frankly. I mean, he's under contract for a reason. They thought once upon a time he was going to play, you know, these next two years plus with the Cardinals and who knows, maybe retire with this franchise. But the fact that uh, Steve Kime, who brought Hopkins in, likely gone, Cliff Kingsbury, likely gone. Uh, let's talk about Kyler Murray. I mean, there's a good chance Kyler Murray misses time at the beginning of the next year. So do you want to pay DeAndre Hopkins $30 plus million for a team that may need to win a different kind of way before DeAndre Hopkins returns, depending on who is the quarterback? What if you're a run-dominant and defensive-lenient team? I know it's yeah. always in, in the best mindset to have the best players on the field, but you also gave up a first for Hollywood Brown. And so Hollywood Brown, maybe he doesn't become the alpha that Hopkins does. Certainly that's not the expectation, but he needs to become hopefully a number one option like he was throughout the first six games this year. He needs to build on that, right? He's going into his fifth-year option. I don't know. It just feels like if I'm Michael Bidwell, I you know he's missed time each of the last two seasons. He's expensive. And if teams call him, you have to at least be willing. I think they will be willing, based on some things that we're hearing, to take a phone call. Sure. And if the new regime is adamant, if Sean Payton says, nope, D-hop, we're better with him, of course. I want him. We'll figure out the finances later. Then you keep DeAndre Hopkins. But if there's an opportunity to add some supplemental players at receiver, again, if you want to reshape your offense, which, again, this team is going to have a new play caller, we feel like, next year. And, again, Hopkins fits every offense, but does he fit every team at $30 million at 31 years old? Can right. you get an asset to come back in, plug-and-play second- or third-round pick that can help you win, maybe in the short-term and the long-term, Bo? Yeah, and I see the Saints in the chat there. You know, Hop for Peyton, and the Saints are in cap, salary cap hell. Another offseason, I think they're projected to be, what, 55 mil over. So trying to make a deal work, that'd be a nightmare for them. But yeah. no, I mean, it, it comes down to, obviously, you have a checklist. And as far as where DeAndre Hopkins and the priority of, of dealing him goes, you you first have to figure out, you know, what your coach, your head coach is, if he wants to move forward DeAndre Hopkins or if he views yeah. him as an asset. And then you, you, you let your front office, you know, who, who I hope you've, You've dialed in at an appropriate time before, you know, free agency begins and, and you can start to kind of make things work and, and kind of work some magic there, work the phones. And, and even if it's going up to draft day or beyond draft day, post June 1st, 
dealing DeAndre Hopkins, you know, it's probably on the table for for a while this offseason. I don't think we're going to get any kind of resolution no. or clear picture of, of what his future is as an Arizona Cardinal. But all we know is, you know, he, he could have potentially played his his last game. Uh, yeah. And it was a it was a ten target one catch for four yards performance, which is pretty unceremonious. I, I mean, but we'll we'll remember obviously the Hail Murray and yeah. you know how he played at a high level for the Cardinals. The Cardinals are in a transition period, and as much as we want to hang on to you know the prior successes that they had that Bo just outlined, I mean he's going to be thirty one and he's making a ton of money, and this team needs a lot of help. Doesn't need everything. But they need a lot of help, and they've used a lot of resources on receivers, and it hasn't translated to wins. I just I feel like they need to find a new way to try to start chalking up some Ws. What they tried to do was a success, but then it became a failure. And I think that I don't I don't know if they'd be more likely to deal him Bo because of the knock for PEDs. I think that you and I both feel like that was an outlier situation, but he has been banged up. If this knee you know, hiccup right now is legitimate, then it's like, well, maybe his body is fi- finally breaking down. Not everybody can age like mm-hmm. the ageless Larry Fitzgerald. I just, it ha- it have to be the right scenario of the dominoes would fall of a team wanting him, doesn't want to wait for a draft pick. Maybe the free agent draft or wide receiver group is not overly strong. They've, they've got a T mm-hmm. Higgins and some change, but we'll see certainly nobody of DeAndre Hopkins capabilities where it's plug and play number one receiver. And then also it would have to be a team that can absorb his money that feels like they're a DeAndre Hopkins player away right. from having immediate success. And I know a lot of people on Twitter push back, well, he'd have to approve the trade. If Diop is getting paid and he's going to go to a team that wants him, that I would imagine has a quarterback on the rise, I would assume Diop would would accept the trade, especially if the Cardinals are like, we're, we're trying to fix what we got going on and we don't want to waste you, especially as we're waiting for yeah. Kyler to get back. I, I I don't see a scenario. I could be wrong, but I don't see a scenario where Hopkins is like, you can't trade me. I'm right. You don't think he want to go play in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, or you don't think he'll want right. to go to Jacksonville, get closer to where he grew up in South Carolina, right. play with Trevor Lawrence, reconnect with uh, Christian Kirk. I mean, there are things that you can dress up as appealing to a future Hall of Fame wide receiver who's he got a lot of money left he on wants the deal. To win. Yeah, I, I think that there's been enough frustration suffered from DeAndre Hopkins to think yeah. that the grass is greener elsewhere. Uh, but also, you know, he's a very he's still playing at a high level. He's still playing yeah. at a very high level. He's their, be- he's their best player offensively, yeah. easily but when he plays. I think where we're looking at it from more forward thinking, and, and I think your old co-host Blake Murphy, he wrote about this, and he included in his article on Revenge of the Birds about – Steve Kimes' philosophy is I always think each year you need to go for it. And I, I think we're over those days, right? I yeah. mean, it, it, you just you mortgage the future each and every season, and you're just going one year, one and done each and every year, and then trying to kind of, in the wake of, of another season, kind of put together a plan for the the next offseason. I mean, that's just no way to be successful, to, to have sustained success. I mean, yeah. to, to, to continually go for it, and try to retool when you should have just rebuilt to start with. They never like really did rebuild properly. It's just you're just kind of trying to patch up a bunch of holes, and it's it's it turns into a mess like a four and thirteen season. Yeah, they have hard crash and burns like 2018, yeah. like this season, like 2012. Um, and I would say you know the, the big reason why it was mitigated late in Bruce Arians' years is because how elite of a head coach Bruce Arians was, yeah. but they never put that contingency plan in place when Carson Palmer went down they didn't have an heir apparent 
They signed Sam Bradford, $20 million. We think we can compete. I mean, there, uh, nobody feels like the Cardinals are going to go out there next year and be a three-win team, a four-win team, in the same vein of the Atlanta Falcons starting Marcus Mariota this year. The, you know, Chicago, a lot of teams that were just going to be completely out of it. But there yeah. are going to be periods of, yeah, this is part of the process. We're trying to implement some new things and hopefully some young players. And I think Cardinal fans, most of them, a large portion of the fan base is like, do what you need to do because we're sick of seeing this flash in the pan. I mean, they sold their soul for an 11 win season last year and it's imploded now. Yeah. I mean, they, they brought in JJ Watt. They overspent on some players. They doubled down on a bunch of aging veteran players like AJ Green and company this off season. And it's bit them in the ass. And now people right. are talking about, can we move off of Zach Ertz? What's James Connors cap hit, right? So I'm with you. I think the new coach, the new GM, the philosophy, whomever it is, even if it's Sean Payton, Assuming that Kyler Murray is part of those plans, and we feel like he is, he's in his mid-20s, and we'll, we're going to talk about Kyler here in a second, should be what kind of players can we get to be a part of the next Cardinal core yeah. five, seven, ten years down the line? If, if you look at a couple of the candidates, obviously Sean Payton's number one atop most of everybody's list, and he should be, you know, his ability to develop wide receivers, right? That should intrigue yeah. you, and if he feels like you can move off and, and create assets out of a player like D-Hop, and he can go and, and – chase a ring you know that's a win-win or if you look at you know D'Amico Ryans what's your team calling card become then it becomes a defensive yeah. first team and then yeah. you've got a really good quarterback on the offensive side of the football that you can build around but obviously you're working on his leadership going forward I mean you can look at all these candidates and I think at least the candidates just from uh, maybe a half glass full perspective have the better opportunity of succeeding without a DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup where Cliff Kingsbury, he's shown that he needs DeAndre Hopkins in order to be successful. So it's a great point. Uh, it's just it, it's it's just one of those things where you you explore every option as far as trying to be, because when you go four and thirteen, you don't really have anything to hang your hat on from the previous season to say, hey, at least that worked out. Yeah, and you, I mean, look at the New York Giants this year trading away Kadarius Tony, Kenny Galladay is a shell of himself, a high priced agent from the prior regime. I couldn't even tell you the receiving core. And they're in the playoffs today. And everybody and they, and they got coached up. They got coached up by the right guy, right? right. The Cardinals, they need to be coached up by the right guy. Uh, it's not liable to happen this weekend. But if you are a gambling man or woman or person on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, Cardinals right now a 14-point underdog to the San Francisco 49ers. Both teams are starting backups to backups to backups right now. And uh, one of the team headed to the playoffs is NFC West champions. The other is headed to a top draft pick. But you can be headed on to DraftKings right now. Download the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use that promo code PHNX. Get this. Place a $5 pregame money line bet on any NBA team to win their game. Do it tonight. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Not the spread, mind you. The money line bet. I got the New York Knicks tonight. Money line. Uh, they are, I think, a nine-point favorite over the woeful San Antonio Spurs. $5, PHNX, boom, $150 in free bets if it hits. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details. Let's talk about your home. Let's talk about if you rent, if you are a homeowner, and you're in desperate need of kind of redecorating. Well, our friends over at More Furniture can help you up with it. I did it in 2022. I'm definitely going to do it in 2023. I made the resolution yeah. of not being the worst uh 
I guess uh, I don't want my guests to think my house is a piece of crap. So I'm going to go out there and I'm going to get my, my guest room looking nice and more furniture is going to help us doing that. More get furniture. Rid that card table. Huh? Get rid of that card table. Come on, man. I'm never getting rid of that thing. That's old trusty. That had some I had some runs needs to on be that elevated thing. from the card table <laughs> and the folding chairs. Right. It smells like smoke. No, we, we have, yeah, if it's turning into the guest room, we're going to go to morefurniture.com. We're going to find ourselves some furniture, maybe a bed in there, maybe some some lamps, who knows, some dresser drawers. Got the white glove de- delivery going on. You can't go wrong with that. We uh, reserved our office furniture here at PHNX Sports. It's beautiful and it was placed just how we wanted to. Uh, and it looks great. It feels great. More furniture, morefurniture.com. Save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. All right. So, a lot of other news to talk about. But I first, Bo, want to dive into a couple scenarios here because the Cardinals, right now, they are picking fourth in the 2023 NFL draft. Chef's kiss. We're assuming, we're not rooting, but we're assuming they're going to take their seventh consecutive L and put a cherry on top of the shit stain sandwich four and 13 season. How do they move up against what teams, what's possible? Uh, Producer Jacob, can we see the three games on the docket this weekend? I'm going to walk everybody through this here. Of course, the Cardinals, assuming they lose, can they jump the Chicago Bears? Can they jump the Denver Broncos slash the Seattle Seahawks? Well, here's the latest. The Bears, I love them. I love my peeps at CHGO. They are purposely throwing this game. The Vikings are set to sit people. The Bears are countering. They are starting Nathan Peterman, one of the worst quarterbacks in recent memory. They are trying to lose this game. I hate you, Chicago. I thought we were brothers. (laughs) This is not going to happen for us. However, that sweet, sweet middle game, Chargers at Broncos, Bullbrock. Here's the thing. Chargers are in the playoffs. It's a done deal. On top of that, they want that fifth seed to play the Jacksonville Jaguars. If, and this is a big if, if in the early slate, okay, you guys know where I'm going with this, we get a Baltimore loss at Cincinnati, the Chargers will know before kickoff if they can sit players. So we are all rooting for the Bengals to beat the Ravens so the Chargers can sit players against Russ and the Broncos, who have everything to play for. They don't care about that draft pick. It doesn't belong to them. Thus, in de facto, they win. Cardinals win. They have the third overall pick, Bo Brock. Let's party. Let's talk Will Anderson and (laughs) Jalen Carter all day, every day. Yeah, and and Murphy, there's a whole long list of players that you're going to have the ability to make your pick for, right? And and hopefully it's not Steve Kime making that decision, right? So you're going to get, you know, arguably the top non-quarterback potentially, or you're going to get the second best non-quarterback potentially. It just puts you in a great spot and makes all this crap that you said you've been going through a little bit worth it, right? Because it made major change, and with major change you get – a, a big asset in the third overall pick in the NFL mm-hmm. draft. It's huge. And that middle game, yeah. I mean, and it's like the, the Broncos playing for what, but they don't own their first round pick. So, and, and they've oh, got they're going to try. Yeah. They're trying. Absolutely. Like, go ahead, go get them. It's, it's your Super Bowl. It's, it's like Jackie Moon in the tropics. They're winning the fourth place bowl there. That's go right. for it. Just play your little hearts out. Big Broncos fan this weekend. CHGO, you're dead to me. We love you, DMVR. Um, if the Broncos can get this. And listen, the Broncos almost beat the Chiefs last week. Yeah. 
I think Russell, they want to go into the offseason with the mindset. Russ is the guy, whomever the coach is. This is a big selling point game for the Broncos and their head coaching candidates to be able to see. And like, that team didn't quit. Nice job, Russ. Nice they job, did. They nice did. Job here. Yeah, they quit to get Nate Hackett fired. He's out yeah. of the building now. So now they have a new Hackett was definitely the problem. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> the, here's the biggest thing, though. The Chargers want to play the Jags. They don't want to go to Cincy, right? They want to jag off in Jacksonville. And the <laughs> only way to do that, they have to get the fifth seed. And to get the fifth seed, we need Joe Burrow and company to beat Tyler Huntley. We need to make sure that Joe Burrow does not sit. So there's a lot of competing priorities. The early, the early slate, basically, if the, if the Bengals win, then the Cardinals have a path to the third overall pick at worst. Now, Nathan Peterman, let's, let's, let's just, let's be real about this. He could come out, have the performance of his life. Not likely the Vikings keep losing. So I would imagine maybe get some good mojo back. They're going to try to win. The bears are terrible. The bears have let us down time and time again. They have a phenomenal young prospect at quarterback. And yet they somehow have less wins than the Cardinals do. I just can't believe that purposely tanking, take away their draft pick. JP Nathan Peterman ain't beating anybody as far as no. Sunday oh, goes. But yeah, I love it in the chat. Let Russ cook picking spreads. Mm -hmm. Let's go, Broncos. Let's uh let's ride Agent 47. Absolutely. All the things that they're 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 like the rally cry before the right. season, before it like went to shambles immediately and shit. It, let's let's do it one more time. Let's yeah. let's have that encore for a brutal season and, and and like, also, it'd be a little nice dig to the Seattle Seahawks too, a little yeah. parting yeah. gift for them. Yeah, like I don't want the Se the Seahawks didn't earn this pick above the Cardinals. We've earned this. Damn no. it, this has been terrible season. We were supposed to make the playoffs, not the Seahawks. All right, so that's draft talk. Let's talk about some other stuff, Bo Brock. A couple of injuries that have taken place, and potentially maybe one or two surgeries to talk about. Yeah, the uh, are we talking about a guy who's always hurt, or which one? Well, listen, the glass man, let's put the glass man on the shelf right now, the, the broken glass on the shelf. Let's talk about Kyler Murray, who okay. did have successful ACL surgery. He did, yeah. He posted on social media today, ACL surgery was successful. Thank you for all the love and prayers. I appreciate the support and positivity. More than I can express, I'll be back. And he's got the karate outfit, as he always ends most of his uh, posts with. Kyler Murray, and according to Ian Rappaport, it wasn't just the ACL. He had a, the restructure of the ACL, and then he also had his meniscus sewn up. Um, so as far as the time frame, the report was October. We'll see. Obviously, it's, they're going to figure out in the next coming days what the plan is. Cliff told us yesterday that uh, or Monday that they're going to figure out if it, if the best re rehab is in, the in Dallas or Arizona. I'm going to make yeah. a guess here. It's probably going to be in Dallas. Uh, um, correct. <laughs> uh, but when when they were talking about Colt McCoy shutting down for the rest of the season because uh, he had those lingering concussion symptoms last week, despite getting out of the protocol and why they shut him down this week, this, any further, uh, they're just being really cautious with him because they really get the sense it feels like that Kyler is not going to be ready to start the season because that timeline continues to be October and probably beyond not earlier than October. So, you know, they didn't – and I don't know who's going to make the decision as far as who your quarterback is to start the season and who your backup to Kyler Murray is. Jameis. But right now they they view Colt McCoy. He's under contract through next season. 
yeah. as the guy. So that's um, part of the reason why they were being so cautious with him. Can can everybody? I'm not talking about you, Bo. But can everybody stop asking Cliff Kingsbury about Kyler Murray? Because it's like the Will Smith scenario after that ESPN <laughs> article that they fought, and now Cliff is gone. Keep my quarterback's name out of your mouth. The two do not have a relationship. Um, like he texted Cliff, him. He said he texted him. Yeah. Okay. Did he? Did Kyler respond? Did he ghost him. Yeah. He ghosted so, Patrick Peterson. He didn't leave him on red. Good luck, Cliff. He should have. He should have ghosted Patrick Peterson. He's been an a hole. Good luck in in New England next year. QB coach. QB <laughs> coach in New England. Um, people in the chat uh, never heard of an unsuccessful knee surgery, according to Derek. Well, listen. I mean, stuff can get stuff can get messy. They got the best doctors in the world. We're very fortunate. Um, and again. Uh, Kyler Murray will be back with the Arizona Cardinals. We don't assume they're going to move off of him. The next coach likely sign off on having K1 as his quarterback, at least for the short term, hopefully the long term. But that just, I think, puts a greater emphasis on you need to fortify the rest of your team yeah. to be able to come out and be competitive. There are enough good backups and like average level starters to be able to come in and win you a couple games before K1 returns. Look at the quarterbacks that we're seeing in the NFC. I mean, Brock Purdy, Daniel Jones. I mean, Andy Dalton had a nice year. They were competitive in New Orleans. There are a ton of options, right, for the Cardinals to go out and pluck from. I just say Jameis because – wait a minute. What? Andy Dalton? Are you, are you advocating no, for Andy Dalton? No, but look at okay. Andy Dalton's numbers this year. There are serviceable quarter – like if you had to start Andy Dalton for a month, that wouldn't be the worst thing. Do not okay. do that. All right, stop. In his red uh, hair and a red uniform, it just wouldn't – it would look terrible. New unit, new unis, though. Maybe my that would finally steer Michael. Well, we can't have Andy with his hair with our color scheme. Now we got to change it up. Um, there, here's something interesting. Well, no, I don't want to get to that yet. So then there was another thing that everybody sent to us in DMs, and then I posted it on Twitter, and then it grossed some people out, so I took it down. So this next picture, <laughs> it, viewer discretion is advised. I finally get to say, oh, hot damn, we got a graphic and everything. Yeah, that's scary. That's a scary viewer graphic. discretion is advised. Yes. Okay. So oh God. <laughs> Somehow Rondell Moore got hurt and he's not playing football. Uh, he's at a Beverly Hills, California hospital. Uh, his finger is okay. We can take the, the graphic down. No, keep it up. Look no. at it. We're done uh, with his, that. He's got the Brian Baldinger finger. Um, and it's a it's rough. I don't know what he did. I don't know if I'd be posting that if I was Rondell Moore. Um, yeah. Uh, here's <laughs> what I'm gonna say. If that was Greg Dorch, he'd be playing through that. <laughs> Wait, he got IR'd for what was it? Was the last thing that he had was a groin issue, he had a groin injury, and earlier was a calf injury, and then last year was an ankle, yeah. uh, and then you know before that it was a hamstring. It, it's just been one injury after the other with Rondell Moore. So it's uh, it's it's crazy that he's not even playing. He has he's so many games removed, and he's still getting hurt. It's just it's another red flag for Rondell Moore who. You know, we, we saw some flashes from him this season. We saw some flashes from him last season. But his biggest issue is is getting out of the training room. And he can't even hurt do that when he's in college or in the pros. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it on our audio-only pod yesterday. Bo and I did. There's a, a great clip of Sean Payton basically saying, like, <laughs> don't draft small players in the early rounds. And I'm just yeah. like, God damn it. Love everything about this man. Excluding Kyler Murray, of course. Was that but, shade, by the way? Was that shade being thrown at the organization? Colin Cowherd loves Steve Kime. They text and they have a relationship. So I, I don't believe anything's legitimate with regard to Sean and his relationship with 
with Colin and Cardinals. I think everything's on the table. Uh, Brother Numsy, Johnny Bo, can we get a receiver that's 6'3 or taller that can ball? There's one out of TCU that I watched last weekend at State Farm Stadium. Hello. You'd have to use the third overall pick. We ain't doing that. Hello. <laughs> uh, then, then you had a quote from Kelvin Beachambo that you had posted on your Twitter. Yeah. That I that I like read kind of, you know, doing some other stuff. And then I came back and read it. And I'm like, this is a pretty damning tweet. Is it not? Yeah. Well, I think Calvin was just being honest, but he was, uh, he also wasn't holding back. So he won an award uh, for his dealings with the media this year. And Calvin Beecham pretty much said this season, he described as wild and it's been crazy. Even before the season began, he, he said, talk about the off season with the QB contract situation, the speed racers and training camp and the quote hold-ins before the season even began. And it was just, you know, one, as far as the DJ Humphreys contract or Marcus Golden or both, uh, he was describing from the locker room as somebody that was right there as a hold-in, what everybody speculated. Well, I thought it was gas. I thought DJ Humphreys had gas. <laughs> yeah, he was did have a GI, told he according to the tones? coach. Yeah, according to the coach. He had a GI in, uh, infection, I believe. Isn't that the biggest indictment on Kyme and Cliff where they're just like, we're going to hold out and there's not a GD thing you can do about it. And you won't do anything but pay us because we feel like we need to be paid. And I'm all for it. Go get your money, people. Go, and then you walk a life, whatever you do, whatever profession. But uh, that's not happening in a lot of organizations where the players are are so empowered to the point where like, we don't even need to participate. And look, I mean, I don't want to say it's a coincidence. Marcus Golden's having his worst career ever. And DJ Humphreys is, yeah, first season. And um, and DJ Humphreys has been gone half the year. And those trades you made, 0 for yeah. 3 on the trades. Mullen, he's already gone, right? Cody Ford can't can't he doesn't even start. And then you had Robbie Anderson, who you know he'll be gone. He'll be gone. He'll be yeah. gone the minute they can cut Robbie Anderson. Yep. He'll be gone. Yep, man. Good time. I Kelvin, thank you so much for just. <laughs> putting that out there and calvin's a great guy he's a friend of the show he's been on the show before he has been one of steve kimes best free agent signings ever it, it was interesting i mean it was the the jets had pretty much parted ways from him after he started at left tackle for a couple right. seasons for him and obviously he played in pittsburgh before that and then he was pretty much gift wrapped to the arizona cardinals to pick up yeah. be a free agency off the i think maybe off the waivers before the season yeah. began and he's been he's been solid i know people obviously Concerned about him earlier this season. I think he's kind of evened out his performance. And he's something that Cliff, and, and obviously with how he started the show with the reports of Cliff being done as Cardinals head coach, but he said beach him somebody that they want to bring back potentially uh, you know, so he doesn't leave via free agency this offseason. It's not up to you, Cliff. Uh, Joel in the <laughs> chat, we went from Ertz and Watt fighting over donuts to being on the verge of a complete teardown. I That... It makes me happy and sad all at the same time. I had completely forgotten about that. This team has fallen so hard so fast that I don't, I have no memory of that, not whatever it was, nine and one start or nine and oh start last year. I was at State Farm Stadium for the Packer game last year. And I remember thinking, no matter how this game ends, like we've arrived, the team has arrived. <laughs> and then it went horribly wrong. <laughs> I was way off. Yeah. It, you had the. <laughs> You we had made it. We Zach did it. Ertz and, and, and J.J. Watt, the two best friends in the offseason working out together. And Ertz says he's going to bring in donuts and gets J.J.'s uh, request and just kind of yeah. gives him big middle finger. doesn't even get him the, the 
pink frosted, strawberry frosted donuts. That was like the silly one. And then the rest, like all the other stories have been like serious, like 126 <laughs> mile per hour speeding tick, criminal speeding. Uh, HBO Hard Knocks would love to do 60 minutes tonight on, on donuts with Watt Nerds if they could. Uh, Brian Abdallah <laughs> in the chat. What comes first, Kingsbury firing or Rodney Hudson retirement? Well, I think um, Rodney Hudson is already retired. He just continues to take money from the franchise, and good for him. Uh, but Kingsbury will be uh, – the official announcement, Kingsbury is going to be fired uh, before a Rodney Hudson retirement. Rodney will probably – I mean, who knows? But Rodney will probably retire in, in the spring. Yeah, Austin, I mean, Rod, come on. He, he's signed through next season. So, I mean, could he can he play can he play this one out until they just cut him and then he gets every single dollar that he needs? And then Rodney Hudson, here's here's what makes should make Cardinals ends feel pretty good is he's got two void years on the back end of his contract, so he's going to get paid yeah. beyond that uh, through 2025. Steve Kime's going to be the gift that keeps on giving uh, many many years down the line with all these voided years the Cardinals are going to have to pay out. So if you're looking for another reason why they could be looking off to move off the Andre Hopkins, I mean, Watt counts against the cap next year. I mean, there are a lot of post-June 1st guys that they're going to cut that they're still going to have to pay a little bit of coin to. We could be under the one of those circumstances in which we look at all the dead money for the team. The Cardinals could, unfortunately, be amongst the highest in the NFL with a quarterback on IR to begin the season. Uh, something else that caught my eye today, Bo Brock, Jim Harbaugh has been in the news. We've talked about him potentially being linked to the Arizona Cardinals. Here are some odds from bookies. Bookies.com has new Jim Harbaugh odds for 2023 for our audio listeners at home. The Denver Broncos with the Carolina Panthers out in front at 325 and plus 365. Michigan plus 400. Colts at plus 600. Texans at plus 650. Cardinals, Browns, field. The field at plus 1,000. Anything jump out to you when you look at this? Yeah, from the reports today... I'm surprised Michigan is third on this. It seemed like it'd be a pretty good bet. Have to see if it's on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Uh, Carolina being ahead of Michigan, that they they would have to back up the Brinks truck for that. But yeah, I mean, obviously Denver is going to be the most aggressive team, and if they miss out on Jim Harbaugh, you know, look out. They've got the financial wherewithal to to pretty much uh, court any head coach out there, and you know, obviously that that roster is appealing. Um, but you, the, the big problem at quarterback, see if anybody thinks that he's somebody that they can turn around and, uh, but they're going to have the money to compete with anybody. So, but yeah, I, I think it's probably, I would put Michigan as the favorites just after today's reports and what it's kind of like an annual thing now where Jim Harbaugh gets people up in arms and, and excited about him to return to the NFL. I'm not going to say that, you know, Jim Harbaugh has a shelf life. That's ridiculous. Uh, as far as Jim Harbaugh is, but forty and nineteen in the NFL, he's uh, he's you don't a legit like three NFL coach. NFC championship, three straight NFC title games. That have a shelf life to you, Bo Brock? No, no, that doesn't. That has a shelf life. That that has a way to my heart. That type of coaching. And yeah, look, if you're not if you competitors. Top competitors are insufferable sometimes, right? And the, because they want it done their way, uh, and and you sometimes just have to accept that. If you don't know what we're talking about, there was an embarrassing uh, take from some local media about potentially bringing in Jim Harbaugh to the Arizona Cardinals and why that wouldn't be a good fit. Uh, I don't know. There's too many people around the Valley from a media standpoint that don't know what winning looks like and, and don't know how to embrace winners when they get here. Uh, we can we can be friends with people. Cliff Kingsbury is a friendly guy. This fan base wants to win. They've never won consistently before. So get outside your motherfucking comfort zone and go hire a winner in a culture changer. 
right? I just, it feels like, I don't want to get on a soapbox here 56 minutes into the show, but we got 202 people on here. I'm going to ask you that you like this video. If you like winning, and if you think the franchise that has the longest professional championship drought in the history of sports, right, needs a culture change and needs to maybe pivot away from the way they do things, maybe like this video. Got it. Just it blows my mind that some people will be like, well, let's let's pump the brakes on hiring Jim Harbaugh because there's a shelf life with that. I don't know. Bruce Arians was 60 years old. There was always a shelf life on Bruce Arians, and he's the best coach you've ever had. Maybe, you know, think about the next five years instead of, oh, we got to hire Cliff Kingsbury. He's, you know, Sean McVay 2.0. He's in his 30s. He's going to be our coach forever. Fast forward four years, he's out the door. Maybe focus on winning games. I I, I can't stand takes like that. And again, right. we're not trying to indict, you know, the local media that's putting this out there. But, man, it's like we always have a big board of winners and culture changers and shoot bid. And I look at those odds, Bo, and that that's what concerns me a little bit about this because we know it feels like Vegas odds have the Cardinals as the favorite to land Sean Payton, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't get Sean Payton, if he spurns you, if he goes back to L.A., did you put all your chips in the Sean Payton basket? Should you have been involved in the Harbaugh sweepstakes? That concerns me a little bit. Yeah. No, I mean, but also you should, when, when you look at this offseason and how it's kind of shaping up to be as far as who's available and who you could get potentially as a team of the head coaching vacancies, like look at 2022, the offseason of coaching hires and and tell me who was a proven commodity from yeah. Dennis Allen to Brian Dable to Matt Everflus, Nathaniel Hackett, who's already fired, Mike McDaniel, Josh McDaniels, Kevin O'Connell, and Doug Peterson, who had a, probably the only guy who you could say was a, a proven commodity who, who obviously yeah. fell out of favor in Philadelphia. You look at the previous season where it was Urban Meyer was leading the pack. Everybody kind of thought that well, that was the best hiring of the offseason and completely was the worst, right? And then you look at Brandon Staley, Dan Campbell, Arthur Smith, Robert Sala, David Culley, who has already been fired. Like there aren't proven commodities that have become available on the head coaching market like there are two of them right now and the Arizona Cardinals happen to have a vacancy and have probably one of the more appealing teams of the teams with coaching vacancies like you you have to strike when that opportunity arises to get a a, a franchise changing caliber coach your head coach is not there to be everybody's friend did you see that that clip of Mike Tomlin motherfucking some fan walking out to the field saying, I'm working right now. Tom Coughlin was not everybody's friend. Bill Belichick is not everybody's friend, right? I'm sorry if Jim Harbaugh makes you uncomfortable. He's a winner. He's won at every level. San Diego State, Stanford, Michigan, the NFL with the 49ers. This media does not know what winning looks like too too often than not. And again, I'm not including everybody, but man, like that's something that PHNX will never do. That's something that this podcast will never do. We will never pander to things like that where it's like, well, let's get somebody that makes us all feel good even if they're an average coach or they're a complete unknown. I believe that the Cardinals and the fan base, specifically the fan base in the Valley, should have the best coach available. Because I think there's no better place to live and to root for than the Arizona Cardinals. And if you don't feel like that, I, I feel sorry for you. That's unfortunate. Yeah. And, and to think that they couldn't be suitors for a guy like Sean Payton is ridiculous, too, in my opinion. I mean, you, as, as long as you show up with, with uh, the willingness to pay the, the market value for or, or above 
for a, a coach the caliber of that, you, you should be able – you'll have a seat at the table and you have a chance. I mean, for Jacksonville, for as big of a dumpster fire as they've been since the inception, right? Yeah. I know they had a couple tastes of the AFC Championship game, but those are outliers. For them to, to have been able to lure a guy like Urban Meyer, like you you can pretty much – you can you can get a, put a case around the Arizona Cardinals that's legit that would be appealing to really any of these coaching candidates. This is not the Cincinnati Bengals when, like, their facility. Remember, they everybody was getting staff infections, and they didn't have a like an indoor practice facility, and they were using high school equipment. Right? The Cardinals have a pristine facility. They have a a, a stadium that hosts championships, Super Bowls. You know, they've got a, a facility in Tempe that's first class. They've got a private jet. They're in a destination city. You know, four and a half hours from the Pacific Ocean. Right. Everything is aligned. Scottsdale and and Las Vegas and and San Diego and Los Angeles. These are destination franchises and cities on the West Coast, and you can get to all of them in a day, a day trip. That's a big deal to a lot of people. And it's this is not rural middle America. And all due respect, I lived there for for many many years. But this is this is a place where people want to go. So stop letting people tell you that it, that that this this team doesn't have a chance to go out and get a big fish. It's ridiculous. It, it just doesn't. It doesn't add up unless we enable ownership and decision makers to think that way. Because yeah. if we do, and this is throwing it back to 30 years ago, when there are only one or two people in the media had a voice here locally, then that's how they're going to operate. Like, I don't want to spend big money on a coach. We'll do it our way, the cardinal way, which has not worked. Right. Yeah. And if you missed it earlier, we started the show with this report that Cliff Kingsbury's days pretty much done as Arizona Cardinals head coach that the season finale in Santa Clara against the San Francisco 49ers will be Kingsbury's last. That's according to Armando Salguero of outkick.com. He's a hall of fame voter. He's uh, as far as his credentials, he's been covering the NFL for a long time and he sourced, he say, he says as a source that it's one of the, is it the worst kept secret? It's a, it's not a, yeah, it's one of the worst kept secrets in the league. So that's where we are as far as Kingsbury's future. And then as far as the, the general manager position, which right now is being run by the duo of Quentin Harris and, and Adrian Wilson, uh, it's in Steve Kime on indefinite leave, that that's going to change as well. And the indefinite for Kime is going to become permanent leave. Yeah. I, and again, I know a lot of people want blood in the water with Steve Kime. They want that headline that says Steve Kime has been fired. I, there's a much better chance you get that with Cliff. And that Steve Kime, we get an announcement maybe from Michael Bidwell at Monday's press conference that Steve Kime is resigning due to health concerns. And again, it doesn't matter how we got there. We just need to get to change. And, you know, Steve Kime, we will come on this show next week in the height of the GM head coaching search. I'm going to give my my GM, Steve Kime, some flowers, right? His flowers. And we're going to talk about the success that he did have getting this team to an NFC title game, reshaping the roster, did a lot of good stuff. But it's, I mean, it's due time to make a change, Bo, is it not? Yeah, no, for sure. And, and yeah, there there will be time for that where as far as wins and, and what that team was able to do, especially when he worked and collaborated with Bruce Arians, no doubt about it. I think that you need to, you can, th- you can think fondly of those days, but also where we are right now, it's time for change. It's time for change. It's time for you to become a diehard at gophnx.com. Read the workings of our many talented writers, including our PHNX Cardinals' own beat reporter, Howard Balzer. Slam the promo code H-O-W-A-R-D. Become a diehard today. Get some coin off some of our future events, like our Four Peaks outing 
um, at the golf course coming up next Friday, a week from Friday on January 13th. Also, unlock the exclusive member Discord. Come and yell at Bo and I. It's going to be silly season here in the offseason. This is the new Arizona Cardinals season right now that's about to take place after Sunday's game. Everybody, we are eight subscribers away from getting our YouTube page to 8,000 subscribers. Help us out. Do me a solid. Click that subscribe button on PHNX Sports and click that bell as a reminder every time we go live. I know a lot of people in the chat, we appreciate all of you, say, oh, this is the first time I've caught you guys live in a hot minute. You hit that bell, my friend, you are going to be reminded whenever we go live. And it's going to get dicey here real quick. Bo and I like to go live in the evenings and the afternoons. However, we got the emergency pod button ready and locked and loaded for (laughs) next week as early as Sunday night should something happen. So it's a great time to be subscribed. No better time to be subscribed than at PHNX Sports right now, Bo. Absolutely. That's going to do it for Johnny and myself. As he said, hit like on this video, subscribe to the channel. Have a great uh, evening. We're actually going to talk to you a little hard knocks after dark tonight. Second to last episode. Oh, it's going to be a banger. How did David Blau prepare for a game, a start? Can't wait. 48 hours notice. I know that's what we all want to see. Now we're going to be breaking it down just like we broke down this show. If you missed the stuff about Kingsbury earlier on, we went very in-depth on that. Rewind the episode and check it out. We appreciate it. For Johnny Venerable, Jacob Franklin, I'm Bo Brock. We'll talk to you guys later tonight.